So, first things first, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm fantastic. Good. Good to hear. So, we have limited time, so I'd like to jump straight into it. Great. So, after touring for the last record, and then kind of going through that whole process, what was the mindset like in the band? What was kind of the feeling looking towards the future? Well, the last record, I mean, I wish we could have toured, it, toured more for it. Okay. I feel like it kind of got... I was kind of let down that um, personally because I broke my leg like right when we put the record right. out. And like that kind of just threw mm. off the entire year of 2015 um, and, and after that. So for me, it was just kind of like, yay, we put this awesome record out. Like we're su it was super fun to make it. Like let's go tour. Oh, never mm. mind. Mm. Let me just go have surgeries instead. Right. So it was kind of like, a bummer for me. At the same time, I feel like we did do as much as we possibly could, um, given the circumstances, and we had a lot of fun doing it. So, um, you know, I think it was really, for me, it was just really like, I'm excited to get back in and start doing, and just go make another record and get back out on tour and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, well, being injured and, and your mobility is then limited, did you write a lot? Did you think about music a lot? About new material? No. Okay. I was fucking pissed. Okay. Yeah, he was, in a really, he was in really bad shape. Like it was like it was more than just like a broken leg. Like it was like it kind of broke. Broken life. It was just broke a little bit of broken spirit. Yeah, it was kind of sad. And I think that actually like did work its way into one more light. Like a lot of the residual, um, you know, just stress and like. It's one. It it shows up a lot in in the song heavy. You know, mm, like sure. just like one thing leads to another, which leads to another, and there are all this stressful crap is happening to you, and and that's true for anybody. Like we say in in the U.S., we say when it rains, it pours. Right. Like it's like one of those. You know, that that's when when you're dealing with that kind of a situation. It's hard to have a good op. You know, an optimistic outlook and look at things as like a you're going to get through it, it's a lesson, or it's like something you can think positively about. Like, it's like, you know, if enough lame shit happens to you, you're just like, it's like, really? This yeah. is not fair. I mean, I mean imagine, uh, there, some people can probably not imagine this and actually relate to it, but imagine being like really active, doing what you love. We were like on tour, we were having a great time, the band was performing really well, and then not being able to even do anything by yourself. Like, you can't shower, right. you can't lay in bed, you can't get up and get a snack. Like, you can't fucking do anything for months. Mm -hmm. You have to have a, somebody with you 24 hours a day to help you do the most mundane things. Like, I need help to go brush my teeth. I need help to go to the bathroom. I need help to sit down. I need help to be just sitting here. Like it's, it was so, it, it sucked. And, um, and so that was really tough. So I was really, you know, and then, but luckily for me, it wasn't my first injury. And also Dave challenged me to a marathon right after I broke it. Like the day <laughs> after I broke it and had my first surgery, he was like, Hey, you want to run a marathon in seven months? And I was like, sure. Why not? Uh, so um, that gave me like a, that gave me some fuel to like get up and do things, 
So, you know, I broke it in January on August, the beginning of, uh, I mean, a big, beginning of April, I went on tour with STP mm. and started doing shows on it. So it was, it was hard, but it was also like, just beat it into submission so I can get my life back. Yeah. At the end of, <laughs> at the, end of the hunting party, as we were wrapping up that tour, we were already thinking about the next album and we went to... Um, the guys went home after that last show, and I had scheduled a couple of dates to start writing. I mean, I already had some demos, but I started, um, I wanted to like, I, I kept thinking about the idea that there were these people out there who just write songs hmm. for a living and they don't ever perform them. Like, I thought that's so, like, we've always written all of our own material, and um you know, I, I I wanted to see what these other people were about. And I actually, the first person I met with was Justin Parker. Okay. And he, um, he, I loved the stuff that he had written for Lana Del Rey and some other things. And um, I spent the first hour with him, like, asking, like, what the hell do you do for a living? Like, I don't <laughs> understand the idea of, like, writing songs for somebody else. Like, do you make the mute, the track at all? Like, do you just write words? Like, why does it work? And he, he kind of gave me the lay of the land that, you know, some people do. Everybody does different things. Like, sure. it's almost like the, my mind was open to the idea that you, 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 some people are specialists. Like, you can be really good at a very specific part of the process. And um, I brought that back. I did that session with him, and I did another session with um, Egg White, and and um, came home and told the guys like, okay, so I've got all these demos. We've obviously got like emotional content that we want to yeah. talk about, and mm -hmm. like let's let's focus on that and and start you know putting these, some songs together. Did you discover something through these collaborations with other writers? Did you discover? Anything about how you write songs, how the band wrote songs in the past? Yeah, I mean, well, the, the main thing, the main revelation was, and we already knew it, but we just never did anything about it. The main thing is that we've always written songs track first, basically filling out the, the music to a large, larger degree than most people. Right. Like we, we work a track up pretty far before vocals show up on it and it's more of a hip-hop approach to be honest like most rap sessions to my understanding the track is very much like done or close and then the, you put your verses on it and then that's like you know 90 to 100 percent there mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of how we've operated in the past but a couple of things um, that doesn't leave room for a couple of a number of things one of them being um, that the music is going to dictate certain lyrics, sure. you know? So, for example, if the thing you really want to write about, like, I, the very first song that I, like, really wrote that's on the record was Invisible, and that song is about my kids and how they're very strong-willed. Um, it occurred to me to write the song because my kids were just, like, fighting me over all kinds of crazy stuff, and I was, like realizing that when they're you know 16 years old it's going to be really interesting because they're so strong-willed and hard-headed at times and they're going as to, children can be. i mean but exceptionally <laughs> so and and it's going to be i hate you and slam they're going to tell me i hate you and they're going to slam their door and i thought wouldn't it be wonderful to have a song that you can put in a time capsule and send it to that moment in time right. where they can listen to it and realize like i'm not trying to be mean 
I'm not trying to be, you know, I know you don't like what I'm ha- what I have to say, but I'm trying to do my best for you. I have the best intentions because I'm your parent. That's how parents are. Sure. So, um, walking in the door with that idea, you can contour the whole song around with the thing you want to say, mm-hmm. as opposed to walking in the door with a a sound, a sonic landscape, a, a track, and the track. There's only like a handful of things that you can sing about. You're like, oh, but I wanted to write a song about my kid today, but this track mm-hmm. wants to be about like fuck the man. Like it's like a it's like a punk rock whatever. And like, okay, well, I guess we're writing about that today. And that may not be the number one thing you're passionate about that day. Am I right in saying, and then and this is off the internet, so I never know if it's true, but that because you work with Rick Rubin a lot, and that he kind of urged you to to start with melodies well, and start with. It was interesting because Rick had worked with people and uh, artists that wrote in that in the manner that we did on this record, mm-hmm. and so for Rick, one of the recurring, um, I guess, hangups during in our process is we'd have these tracks, and then we would once we had the track, it'd be like, oh, this track's pretty interesting. Like, let's see what happens. And then me and Mike would get in there and start like scatting over the song, and so mm-hmm. there were no lyrics. It was yeah. like a, it was like these loose like la, melody la, ideas, la, da, 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 like na 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 kind of stuff, right? And so like Rick would be like, uh, in the was, beginning he loved it. It was frustrating because every single track was like that. It was like yeah. it wasn't like okay, I can get past it on this one thing. He was like, I just don't have a reference. Like, what do you, I just need to be, I need to know what you're trying to say. So like, just put, he was like, just say words, you know? Mm-hmm. And then we would try to like freestyle words and then we'd just like write stuff down. And mm-hmm. it was like, it was, it took us a while to get out of our comfort zone, which was something that we were very good at. We could, we could see the vision, mm-hmm. but it's hard for someone who doesn't have it in their head right. to get that. Including the other guys in the band, because like the one of the reasons why we ended up scatting so much, um, at least, no, I know we, you and I talked about this. I was going to say I, I thought that it was just me, but I think it's you and I we both talked about this. Is that inevitably, if you when you start adding words to a song, some of them are not going to be keepers. Some of them are not going to be as good, right? Right. And so you've got the song where, in between each line, like. There's some words that are good and some words that are bad and some words that are in between. And then inevitably those words get locked into the other guys in the band into their head. Hmm. And they go, oh, that's that song. I don't like that song. But it's really because they don't, they like the song. They might like the song, but they don't like certain lyrics and they don't know which ones they don't like. They just, it ends up being feeling like, oh, I just don't like the song. So we ended up saying like, well, the words, the unfinished words keep coloring the demos Let's just take the words out and just sing la 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 the whole time, and then they right. won't be able to say like, "Oh, I don't like the song about the juicer," because <laughs> right? It's like, well, that line is like a disposable line. Like, it's not. It's not what the song is about. It's there's just one line in there you don't like. Um, yeah. So on this record, we just did it differently, and and it, it ended up being so much more about this is what I want to say. Like, this is I'm coming in the door. What is it you're passionate about? You know, what do we want to talk about today? And and those things drove the whole process in every song. And then we built the songs around those things. We built them around, like, in addition to the content, we built them around, like, what key should Chester sing in? But it's incredible, like, it's incredible the difference 
having a solid idea and having it come from an honest coming coming from an authentic like a yeah. unforced because we've always written honestly even even when the music kind of evokes a certain emotion you write honestly yeah. about it but when you come in and have a conversation and it's like everyone's like yeah like let's tap into that thing mm-hmm. and then you start writing yeah and then you get it all done like even if there is a few words to change around or move or 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 add something different and then you sing it through and you get to sit with it and then perform the, the perform it well and like you play that with no track mm-hmm. and just a piano and a guitar or something the song has power right and all of a sudden people you know everyone in the group is just like gravitating towards songs really quickly so that mm-hmm. most of the time we worked on the record was actually building the sounds and building the sonic landscape um, of the of the record as opposed to you know kind of throwing it in at the end and that was really I think Rick's frustration was like you guys just kind of throw the vocals in at the end like and he's like he said at one point he said at one point he's like you guys spend so much time on the track and so little time on the vocals, it's like a miracle that it works. <laughs> like, it's a miracle. He said that. He's <laughs> like, you guys spend like zero time on the most important part of the song. But so it's the result that, that this album, One More Light, that that it is more introspective because of that, that kind of approach and that you had ideas of, and we want to talk about this, this is important. But we're also just at a certain like place in our like mindset yeah. or like a certain certain place in our lives I think you know if this had been written if we had started writing in 2015 when I was when I personally was just like fuck the world it would have been oh, I would yeah, have been in totally. there like totally. singing songs about fuck the world like yeah. you know like I remember I, had, I still have lyrics in my phone like one of the songs is called I hate the world <laughs> right now and that's literally like the punchline of my. That was the whole chorus. Yeah, funny. You know what I mean? I didn't know that. And like, I that. you know, the lyrics were like, "I want to punch a hole through the ceiling." You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that was where I was at. And then you know, you get. I got through that part, and then I got through another part, and then I got, and then it was talking about how I, where I was at after all of those emotions, mm-hmm. and kind of like dealing with that. So it really is a good representation of of where we are now as right. opposed to anything else yeah and then final question because my time's up but so is there a silver lining about 2015 for you now no i fucking hate that <laughs> fair enough <laughs> fuck 2015 uh, right in its butthole <laughs> and then and then 2016 there's a silver lining but still fuck 2016 2017 is Badass. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for your time. <laughs>